0: Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money. If you are in a part of the country that is suffering from the severe winter weather, You have my sympathies, our gas line to our house blew a uh, valve and I can't wait to see the gas bill I'm going to get because I was providing natural gas to the free air (laughs) right into the atmosphere, contributing to, does that contribute to global warming? I don't know, I guess it does, I don't know, but anyway, fortunately... Uh, nobody was lighting a match or creating a spark or anything like that, but that bill is going to be something. And it is, it is difficult in many places in the U.S. to get around, uh, but in the West there are a lot of areas that are having magnificent weather with typical daytime highs in the 70s. So it really is so much about where you are at that moment And it is tough, tough for a lot of people. Even deep into the South, there's snow and extremely cold weather. So it's always been said that there are two things certain in life. Anyone? 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 Joel?
1: Death and taxes.
0: Yes. So we're not going to talk about death. We're going to talk about taxes because this is when W-2s start to drop in mailboxes, either of the email variety or the traditional kind where the U.S. mail delivers. And I want to talk about some stuff about dealing with your taxes straight ahead. Coming up in a little while, I'm going to talk about payday loans, and there's new developments involving payday loans. And later yet, I want to bring you up to date on a design flaw that has been talked about a lot the last couple of weeks on smartphones, computers, tablets, and there's been a lot of talk, but no solutions. We're just now getting to solution time, and I've got some steps I want you to take to protect yourself from vulnerabilities on your electronics, and the key thing is generally They're easy to do. So taxes. Reality taxes, preparing your taxes for last year, it's something that's pretty easy for about eight out of 10 taxpayers. And the good news is that you don't have to pay for tax prep anymore if you don't have a complicated situation or you make a... You can even be in above average income in the United States and you don't have to pay for tax prep. The IRS has just launched its list of what are known as free file firms. Those are tax prep firms that if your income after adjustments is $66,000 a year or less, you can file your taxes, prepare them, and file for free. If you live in a state with a state income tax, You may be able to prepare for free your state income tax return as well. That's up to each participant in the IRS free file program. You can get there very easily. Go to irs.gov. Click on the free file button that you'll see right on the home screen. And it'll take you to the guide, the list of tax prep firms and what their rules are for you being able to file your return at no cost. So they both take you through the software preparing and filing. This works fine if you have a simple situation income-wise and you don't make above that limit. Now let's say you have a simple tax situation and you do make above that limit. We had a new entrant last year that's back this year. Credit Karma now offers a free tax service that's good for people of any income. It's called CreditKarmaTax.com, and so you're able to prepare your taxes, file them at zero cost, but what are you giving up when you use Credit Karma Tax? Well, they've got all this information about you, and it helps them target offers to you that they get commissioned on for credit cards and things like that. Now, if you have, and remember, both situations I said, if you have a simple situation, but let's say you have rental properties, or you own your own business, or you have some kind of complicated life situation, or you make a lot of money, you have a lot of investments, don't be cheap and use tax prep software. Hire a professional. Professionals do tax for complicated situations, come in two flavors. One, enrolled agents. These are people that are licensed by the IRS, enrolled with the IRS as professional tax preparers. And then the second thing is a CPA who does tax, especially if you have a business that is a successful business, generates a fair amount of income, there are so many things that a CPA who does tax can do for you. So I'm asked, what does it take to become a professional tax preparer? And I have completed the answer. There is, there is no specific um, certification you have to have or anything like that. So just know that someone who says they're a tax preparer, it doesn't mean that they have skills, training, experience. And that's why I kind of divide it out into those chunks. Aaron is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Aaron. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Aaron. You are a longtime loyal employee of? Uh, A major warehouse club, otherwise known as Sam's Club. And what's going on for you at Sam's?
2: Uh, well, I'm sure, as everyone knows, uh, they closed 63 of the clubs. So uh, we're just kind of in limbo. Um, most of us are uh, just searching out for new jobs. And, uh, well, I have the opportunity to stay with the company and transfer. But um, I guess my question is, uh, you know, is it worth sticking around or they're letting us have one week of pay for every year.
0: So you uh, so you get seventeen weeks of pay, a third of a right. year. Well, I would say the answer to that has to come from you. You know, we're in a great job market right now. I mean if there was right. ever a time for Sam's Club to close all these locations for you and your fellow employees, this is this is fantastic timing because there's so many other opportunities that are in the marketplace. You know, if this had happened during the teeth of the economic decline last decade into early this decade, it would be brutal. We'd be having a a tough conversation here. So I would say you have the benefit of being able to do whichever works best for you. Have you really liked... You're 17, well, 17 years, I guess you really do like Sam's Club.
2: <laughs> well, some days are better than others.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, is this, is this a fresh opportunity for you to go explore something else? or? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm just,
2: I'm just kind of leery, too, because I've been here so long. Um, I just, you know, I have all these, um, I have probably five or six weeks of PTO, um, you know, obviously, I have insurance right now. I have um, just so much tenure that it, I, I don't know if it really makes financial sense to give that all up and you know, start over again. Uh,
0: tell me, have they given you over the 17 years good step-ups and your hourly rate?
2: Um, it's been the last couple years it's been 2%, and this year I haven't heard uh, well, they're doing the, the bonuses, I'm sure, as you've heard. Right. Um, so if you, if, heard you, if
0: you leave, you get your 17 weeks. Right. If you transfer like, to another location, you keep I your... i all that up. But you keep your five weeks, you keep your health coverage, the right. other things. So exactly. it's, it's not like it's a completely stark choice. Well, if I leave, I get 17 weeks. If I stay, I get nothing. There are things you get if you stay. So I would say we got to think about this first in lifestyle terms. How long will your commute be to the alternate location where you can go work from the Sam's Club that closed?
2: Uh, It'll still be about the same, about a half an hour drive back and forth.
0: So no lifestyle change for that. Right. So then I think you've got to make a gut check call. Do you want to stay and continue with what's familiar, or do you want to go out there and see what other opportunities are available? And that's one I can't decide for you, but that's the criteria where I would make that decision. Okay. How many days or weeks do you have to make a decision on that?
2: Um pretty much uh we're we're done the 26th so it has to be by them
0: all right well i would say in your off time go out and look at what jobs other people are hiring for and try to make that call based on not just theory but in seeing what else is out there you may think the grass is greener somewhere else but decide you know what i'll just go to that other location of sam's club and Do what just feels right to you is the right move for you to make. Nobody has the perfect crystal ball, so this has to be from your gut. Dave is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Dave. Hey, Clark. How's it going today? Great. Thank you, Dave. You got a question for me about your mortgage that I am ecstatic to answer. Okay. Tell me. So the deal is that I'm an escrow on a house, and uh, it's uh, you know, an
2: expensive house. I'll put 25% down. And um, I'm kind of expecting at some point they're going to offer me insurance, kind of the if you lose your job insurance, you know, we'll pay your mortgage for you. Um, and my company is subject to contracts, which means work goes up and down. So there's a little unease there.
0: So like, kind of like an uh, unemployment insurance plan for your mortgage payment.
2: Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've never been a fan of those because what you have to pay, if you look at it like an actuary would, what you have to pay in premiums far outstrips the market value of having them pick up the monthly payments for you. And the restrictions involved or such that I just don't advise it. I, I, I like it the same amount as mortgage life insurance, which I totally despise. Okay. So let's talk about the alternative. You know there's a premium for it, and you know that if you do lose your job or work hours or cutback or whatever, it affects not just your mortgage payment. There are many other things in your life that get impacted by that, I would say the more important thing to resolve as you close escrow on this house is to have a certain amount of money every month that goes into your rainy day account and open one with one of the online savings accounts and throw money in that every pay period.
2: Okay, one thing I've done in the past when I bought a house is after I bought the house, I've taken out a credit line. I've used that as my kind of rainy day fund. Is that a good idea?
0: I think that's a fine idea. Now, um, home equity, so you did as a home equity line of credit, is that what you did? Right. Yeah, so those are under the new tax law, the interest is no longer deductible, but the idea here anyway is you don't want to use it unless you absolutely had to regardless. So having that as a standby is a perfectly acceptable strategy. Okay. Especially because you're putting 25% down. You'll be eligible for that HELOC from a credit union right from the get go. Right, okay. So I hope you love your new house. It's time for the Clark Rageous moment. And I got to tell you, I am really frustrated by what has happened in our nation's capital about payday loans.
3: Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark
0: Rageous moment. If you're not familiar, that means you haven't used one, and thank goodness, because payday loans are made to people who are desperate to borrow money, the interest rate they pay is from 400 to 900%. Now, nobody runs out and says, I want to borrow money at 400%. Gentleman who was just on a moment ago, who's about to close on a home, his mortgage is probably going to be somewhere around 4%. There's 100 times that and up. And... So there was a new rule that was basically going to outlaw the greatest abuses visited upon people who are desperate for money from payday loans, and now those are being reassessed, reconsidered. So here's what I want you to know. More and more employers, seeing their employees suffer from the clutches of the payday loan industry, are now allowing you to take interest-free advances against your paycheck and they're virtually automatic i don't like it if you're living not paycheck to paycheck but day to day but it's there as an alternative to payday loans plus if your employer doesn't offer anything like that there's a website i want you to go to earn in that allows you to set up your own advance on your pay. And this is crazy. You decide how much you want to pay them for helping you out. You don't want to pay them anything? You don't have to. If you do want to pay them something, you can. It is completely your choice. And there's no reason you would ever have to end up with borrowing money at five or six or 700% interest. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money. I wanted to tell you about something that is so much in the deal area right now, and that is, as I told you, I guess, two weeks ago that we are in the cheapest month to buy travel of the year. There's a European discounter called WOW that is selling tickets from its gateways in the United States for 89 one-way or 99 one-way to a bunch of places in Europe from the places they depart from in the United States, heavily in the Midwest, Northeast, and on the West Coast. But, I mean, just incredible fares and... Southwest has a big sale on right now. American's been doing a lot of spot sales. I just got a notice from a subscription service I use called Scotch Cheap Flights of a great deal going on from many cities in the United States to Paris. And, you know, Paris is a fun destination. The fares are in the 300s to 400s round trip to Paris for travel all the way through May and again from late summer into just before Thanksgiving on a bunch of airlines, just examples of the kind of deals that you can pick up in January when people really aren't thinking about travel months, months, months into the future. And the Southwest sale is good for travel till late May. That's good to everywhere they go. It fares starting at $40 one way. So big bargain time there has been a lot of media reports about something we've debated as a crew even talking about within our show and it involves something you've probably heard news headlines about Spectre and Meltdown. Now what they are, they're design flaws that are in the actual brains of cell phones, laptops, tablets. They're the central chips that that make the devices do what they do. So the brains have a flaw, just like a human brain has flaws. But the problem is the flaws that have been found, again referred to as Spectre and Meltdown, would potentially leave your devices vulnerable to a hacker getting into them and getting the information from them. And what's unusual is normally we think about it is being like a vulnerability in an app, a vulnerability in software, operating system, something like this. But this is a new category where it involves hardware and code at the same time. But the, the good news, and this is why we didn't talk about it before now, is more and more patches are becoming available for various devices, iPhones, Androids, um, browsers that you use on a computer and so you are able now as long as you stay up to date to give yourself a much better layer of protection And I know all the stuff about data breaches and hacks and all the rest you get to a point where you kind of melt down from it and you put it on ignore but this is one that's pretty easy to fix once the fix is available for whatever device you have, and it won't take long, and please do it. Now, there was a lot of hocus-pocus fuss that doing the updates to your laptop would lead to heavily degraded performance of the laptop. But so far, that has not proven to be true. At Clark.com... We have a very simple guide for Spectre and Meltdown, how to protect your various devices, and we divide it out by type of device and how to do the protections necessary to keep you safe. So don't worry, be happy, everything's going to be fine, and this is part of the mission of our show, is not to tell you about a problem but to only tell you about a problem when there's a reasonable way to deal with that problem and that's something that is a standard I never want to come up short on Mike is with us on the Clark Howard show hello Mike
2: hi Clark how
3: are you
0: great thank you Mike you want to talk to me about something that is an upsetting topic for so many people and that is student loans yes parent plus loans so, carrying an interest rate of six point eight percent, seven point five, somewhere in there. Uh, I'm, I think
4: with mine, I think I'm in the low sixes, uh, right around six percent to six and a quarter, somewhere in that vicinity. But I've got about fifty thousand dollars that I still have out for both of my daughters. Uh, so they're both graduated and, and doing their careers now. But uh, like a lot of people, I didn't put enough money back uh, for them for college, so we're stuck with the dreaded uh, parent plus um.
0: All right, so okay. I'm going to step right into the thick of it in your family dynamic. Okay. Your daughters, are they both doing well in their careers? Uh,
4: one graduated PA school and is now practicing in neurosurgery, and the other uh, works for an airline and is, get, and is in the process of testing and trying to get into the State Department.
0: Okay, because... I I know this sounds crazy, and it may not be a a path you've thought of, but you sacrificed and put yourself on the line for these loans for your daughters that have created the careers they're in, Mm -hmm. and I see it at least as a shared responsibility to pay them off. Legally, Mm -hmm. it's your responsibility, but as a practical matter, I think it's reasonable for you to ask your daughters to take on at least a portion of the payback on these $50,000 in loans.
4: Mm-hmm. And, and I plan on doing that whenever they, they had some small stu- – well, the, the one that's the, gone through PA school, of course, she being the medical thing, she probably has around $150,000 in student loans herself. For that.
0: Oh, my but, goodness.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not cheap to get through uh, PA, get into PA school.
0: But her so, earning – Power is going to be very good going forward
4: oh yeah yeah it, it will be for the future she's in her first year of practicing so um so as she goes it should get a lot better as she goes um what i was really calling about was is there any places or uh i, I see a lot of these places that do student loan refinancing to lower rates but i don't know if any of them do parent plus loans And that's what i was kind of wanting to check into
0: well, it depends on the lender, and generally they will do Parent PLUS loans. The question is how much lower they'll be. That's why I was asking where you're at and mm-hmm. your overall indebtedness and your credit score determines if you're going to be able to create enough headroom between a Parent PLUS at around 6% and what you can refi with Credible. Have you checked out them, C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E? No, I have not. Uh, credible and Sofi? Sofi. Yeah, and
4: well, I can tell you my credit score. I just che- I just got a notification from a Credit Karma the other day and I checked it and it was like 740. So
0: 740 puts you right on the margin of where they look at you as a very extremely low risk borrower. So it's a, it's a very good credit score, and it puts you not quite into the elite category, but it's a very good score.
4: Are they typically quite a bit lower than the, the company that would be servicing the, the loan now?
0: Well, that's why you, that's why you go shop with both of them.
4: Okay. And, and, and the- so
0: if they can beat it by, generally I like for you to make a move when you can lower it one interest rate point. Right. So if right. you could go from six whatever down to five whatever, right. and you got a, a full point of change, then that's a substantial enough difference in what you'd be paying and is worth making happen.
4: Yeah, it's a little bit of a taxing payment with the two of them combined every month. My payments are about $720 a month, so, and I've got that for about five five years on one and six on the other. So
0: Yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah, And that's, yeah, that's cool. why, that's why I, I have this, you know where I jumped right into the thing about you and your daughters and what they should be doing? Mm-hmm. That comes from all the years I've talked to parents who feel like that's not something that they would expect their kids to do. But I think you you basically took on the risk of helping them get the skills and degrees that have led to their careers. And that's why I think it's perfectly reasonable, if it's causing too much strain on you, to have the conversation with both of them. Sure. But that's, well, that's your like that's plan. that's your choice and your option. Right. Okay. But we'll give those two a try and see if you can get a rate that's lower enough that it's like, yeah, this makes sense. I'm going to do this. Crimson is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how you doing?
3: Hello, Mr. Howard. It's a pleasure to speak to you.
0: Great to have you here, but please call me Clark.
3: <laughs> I was raised uh, to always call people Mr. Okay. <laughs> well, Clark it shall be.
0: Perfect. All right. How can I be of service? Well, I have a question.
3: Here in June or July, we will have saved up enough money to pay off one of two items. And I'd like to know what you think would be the best thing to pay off. We have a 401k loan, and we have a car payment, and I can pay off one or the other. The only reason that the 401k doesn't immediately jump to me is it seems like right now the stock market's so high, it's like I'd be buying my 401k at a high price. So should I pay off the car or should I pay off the 401k?
0: Now, th- no one has ever asked the question about a 401k loan that way, and that is fascinating because the stock market has had an incredible run-up over the last nine years. It is, uh, in the lingo of the trade, fully valued. <laughs> Probably maybe at some well at some point we're obviously going to have a correction or a bear market, but I wouldn't let that be an influencing factor if you're a long way from when you'd actually be drawing on the 401k money in retirement. Can I ask how old you are?
3: It would be uh, 41. At
0: 41, at 41, I wouldn't make a decision based on the rhythms of the stock market. I would make the okay. decision based on which has a more favorable interest rate to you.
3: Well, I can tell you the interest rate on the car is 29 and the interest rate on the 401k loan is 4.5.
0: So that would make me want you to pay off the 401k loan.
3: It also would stop $255 every 2 weeks coming out of my paycheck.
0: Which would be great. So, okay. Yeah, 4.5. so if you've saved if you've saved up some money, you got some money, throw it at the 401k. So, on the question of your 401k and how it's invested, how do you have the money divided out among investments in it?
3: It is in one of the targeted accounts.
0: Oh, so that's that's an ideal choice. If you're in a target retirement fund for something like 20, 25 years out down the road? Exactly. Yeah. So just keep putting money in as you do your dollar cost averaging into it. And, you know, it's in the worst possible scenario, you could pay off this loan and then the next day you're invested again and the day after the market falls apart but you'd have to be a really unlucky guy to have everything fall just in the wrong way all at once
3: well we're also very lucky with our employer matches 66.7 percent of the first six percent we put in
0: that's excellent
3: so um and we're putting in 10% by ourselves on top of that.
0: That's great. So, so you're getting uh, – so they're putting in like 4% on the first 6% that you put in. So you're yes. saving 14% effectively. So. Okay. I, I did the math right. So, <laughs> But no doubt, uh, choosing between the car loan and the 401k loan, blow out that 401k loan and not worry about it. Your check's going to get fatter, the whole thing. Or – You could increase what you're doing in the 401k because you've gotten used to living on a couple hundred dollars less a month. Then you'd be able to give even a larger boost to the amount of money you're saving for retirement. Just a thought. We have a little bit of an unusual thing right now. My teenage daughter Steffi is here with me at the show because school is out because of inclement weather and you asked to come to see what we were up to, and you were with me when I was doing a TV story, and now you're here in radio, and I'm just curious, growing up around me, does money become a giant guilt thing? Do you tune me out? What have you learned? What would you say it's like having to have me as your father with me always being about how to handle a dollar?
1: Well, I'd say I'm very lucky to have you as my father because you are one of the nicest people I've ever met. However, um, I do have a guilt thing where when I am in a store shopping, I'm like, I, I don't need that. I, don't, no, I mean, it, I could find a deal later, it might go on sale. I, I think that's from you. Um, I'm gonna put that one on you, certainly not mom. Um, I'd say about uh, saving money, always, uh, especially for the future, Never spending more than I have and always paying, uh, putting aside what I need and um, investing before I do things for pleasure. Um, so I think just a lot of like control and not crazy spending and um, making sure I'm secure before I do anything that I don't need.
0: Oh my goodness. You you really have heard me.
1: Okay. Why are you so surprised? Come on.
0: <laughs> well, because-
1: <laughs> A little usually... offended here. Well, no, usually
0: (laughs) when a a parent talks about something, the the automatic thought is that they're being zoned out on.
1: Give me some credit. Come on.
0: I I got to. (laughs) I'm very, very impressed. Thank you. Uh, You know what a Roth IRA is. You have your own. You put money in it from your jobs.
1: I tried to ask him the other day about if I could talk about what I'm investing in, and he was like, oh, no, I already did that for you. Wait, how do you know what that is? (laughs) What do you mean? No, I was, a, I was trying to ask you, I forgot what the word is, of course, now, but it was like, what is, percent of my portfolio is in bonds and what's invested? And um, you were like, oh, yeah, you already have that taken care of. And I was like, oh, okay. okay.
0: <laughs> Just so you know, you're in a target retirement fund for year 2060.
1: I appreciate it.
0: And you're 83% in stock, 17% in bonds.
1: All right, perfect. Thank you.
0: So, <laughs> and as you get older those percents will change mm-hmm. the mix of what's in there it goes will higher to bonds well. right N- Yes exactly
1: Oh my goodness <laughs> Wow
0: <laughs> are you ready to take my place
1: I mean sure give me the mic
0: all right well, you <laughs> take it over the Steffi Howard show is all next. right sounds good <laughs> you're listening to the Clark Howard Show.